Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I do declare, here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Drimbus. After Kit is a no-show, the gals reunite with Kristoff, realizing that they are going to need to get into the courthouse to see the documents that Hagatha has requested, they manage to fool Q and send him off on his way. After a heart-to-heart, they sneak off back to the courthouse and try to devise a way in. After creating a tiny hut for the raptors, Jessica opens a dimension door into the courthouse to avoid the patrolling guard. However, upon popping out the other end, they are faced with another reclaimer. I do declare, your honor is back in session. What the fuck? Roll for initiative. <sighs> this is not necessarily combat. This is, I need to know what order you guys are taking your your actions. In. My initiative roll is a six. Mine is a 19. I shit you not, I did not pop that person in there. That's where they were. That's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. We should have it's maybe fair. considered that. <laughs> it hurts me, but it's fair. Barbara, you are up first. This reclaimer has just looked at you and goes, what the fuck? Barbara is going to look at the reclaimer and just be like, Jerry? Oh, Jerry, oh my gosh. And Barbara's gonna like make her way over him and like start touching his face. Like, oh my gosh, is it really you? Jerry, where have you, Jerry, where have you been? Jerry, oh, I've missed you so much. My name's Jessamine. Jerry, Jerry. And then as she's like going in for a hug, she wants to just like snap the neck. (gasps) Roll. A strength contest. I guess you'll have advantage because this is wildly surprising. Wildly surprising? (laughs) I'll tell you this. You have advantage, Uh but in order to successfully snap the neck of an awake and alert creature, you're going to need a critical. Yeah, hold on. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. That is a 19, not natural anything. 19, sorry. That's with advantage? Oh, no. (sighs) Uh, 
a dirty 20. Man, if it were a natural 20. No! I'm gonna let you deal double damage. So you deal eight damage to this reclaimer as you just pop out of the portal. She goes, what the fuck? And then you just run up to her fucking like grab her in your arms and twist her neck. Ah! And you get the feeling that you've probably sprained something in the neck. Oh, oh God. Fuck! Okay, I, I have an additional action on turn. I would like to oh, take it. Oh, shit. Can I? Is that okay? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Holy mackerel, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess now I would like to slice her neck. Okay, roll for that. Yeah, she's holding her. She's holding her neck going, ah! Oh, and you've got a clean shot as it's been kind of extended. A 16. That does not hit. What? As you pull out your long sword and on the flick out, from the scabbard, you slash it across the plate mail armor, not quite hitting the neck, and it just glances off the armor. Ah, shiitake mushrooms. Oh my god. Next up is the reclaimer, oh. who is going to look at you as holding her neck going, ah, fuck, ah, and is going to immediately try and cast hold person on you, Barbara. Usually she flicks out her white plate-mailed fingers and you see this light purple lilac energy rotate around them. Please roll a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Jessica is going to use her reaction to cast Counterspell. She immediately just kind of flicks her wrists and snaps her fingers out and like purple sparks appear in her hand and then purple sparks appear around the hand of the Reclaimer to dispel the spell that she is casting. Okay, and as you shoot those sparks out, the Reclaimer tilts her head and with her other hand, like kind of crosses them and shoots sparks back Jesus and Christ. counterspells your counterspell. And they fizzle out in the middle of the air. She says, no you don't. Barb, roll that wisdom saving throw. That's well, fair. That's worth a shot. That's fair. 15. Okay, it succeeds. Ah! As you see that lilac energy kind of like wrap around you, kind of like chains almost, but you kind of like whoosh it away and the smoke dispels. Next up is Jessica. Oh my god. <laughs> Why did we have to go for violence? I'm we could have talked our way out. I wasn't, ex I, I wasn't expecting her to be here, you know? <laughs> Neither was I. A surprise, it scared me, so I just went straight to violence. I'll be honest, I own up to it. It's true. Um. Maybe we can talk her down. <laughs> I don't know. After your attempt at snapping the neck? Maybe. No. Jessica is going to make a run for it to go further into the courthouse. Okay, uh, where in the courthouse do you want to go? Wherever the records would be held. I'm going to say roll a history check, add your proficiency bonus to it. Jesus Christ, really? an eight. You're not quite sure where that I mean, be. I am, me is Michael and therefore Jessica. Uh-huh. I'm thinking run to find Judge Wicksworth's chambers. You see the judge's chambers are at the far end. It's on this level, but just at the far end. Jessica's gonna go for that direction because she figures that at least a copy of a case file will be at the judge's. Okay, sweet. Yeah, you do so. Uh, you make it to the doors. Okay. It takes like a dash, so you you assume you're probably safely out of range of uh, the current reclaimer. Barbara, it is your turn. Okay. Once Jess like runs over, I guess, toward the judge's chambers, uh, Barb is going to 
try and like stand between that area and the reclaimer mm -hmm. to just try and like hold her back. And oh, frick, she's totally gonna try and kill me. And that's fair. Like that's not her fault. And I know that <laughs> it's mine. And now I'm just upset about it. Thank you. Um, she doesn't have like a weapon. She was just using magic. She does have a weapon. She has a long sword, just like the one outside. Sure, uh, but, but she, she was using magic. Okay, yeah. Okay, just checking. As uh, Battlemaster, I would like to try and use the maneuver trip attack. Okay. I need to actually hit her, so I'm gonna try and stab her with the short sword again. Okay. If I do, then I can expend a superiority die to attempt to knock her down. Okay, sweet. So roll that first attack. That is a 17. That hits. Roll for damage. Ah! Okay. That's a five. Now that the reclaimer is kind of twisted around a little bit between holding a hand out to you and then crossing their body with the other arm toward Jessica, you see a weak spot in the armor, kind of one of the creases where the different pieces meet. And you manage to drive your longsword in kind of by the armpit uh -huh. at that crease. And it goes in for five points of damage. You hear it. Ah! Ah! As she takes damage. Lit. Okay. Now I want to do the trip attack. Okay. So I use one superiority die, which is a 1d8 to knock her down. I add the superiority die to the attack's damage roll. And if the target is large or smaller, she has to make a strength saving throw. On a failed save, I knock her prone. Okay. Oh my god, natural 20. Okay. Well, she doesn't get knocked prone, so that's good for her. Yeah, how, so how do you try to knock her prone? What do you do? Well, I tried, I guess in this case, because I failed, I just tried to pick up her leg. <laughs> yeah, you try to do that, and she and she just like, oh. Geralt from The Witcher, like, pirouettes out of the way and goes, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I don't know, I don't know, okay? I don't know. And with that, is that the end of your turn? No, I'm gonna try and attack her again. Okay, you're saying, I don't know, I don't know, and then roll your other attack. Oh yeah, that does not hit. Having missed her legs with your hands to pick them up, you go to swipe at her legs and she jumps over it like a jump rope and goes, seriously? And then with her attack, she's gonna go, Joe, arrest these fools. And you are going to see the reclaimer from outside rush in. Damn it. This is going so bad. Can I wake up from this dream? Jess, you do what you need to do. Do what you need to do. He is gonna come in and go, what the? What the hell's going on? She goes, I don't know, just apprehend them. There's another one by the judges' chambers. And he's gonna hold his hand out to you, Barb, and you see a similar lilac energy begin to come out. Please roll a wisdom saving throw. Okay. That's a 15. Shit. He holds out this lilac energy and it begins to enrapture your warforged head. And for some reason, this is just like not working on you. And he goes, shit, what's going on here? You keep shaking it off. She goes, her will's too strong. Go grab the other one. And Jessica, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, Jessica is going to try the door of the judges' chambers. Is it unlocked? Uh, it is unlocked. Jessica's going to go inside the judges' chambers and shut the door behind her. Does she see a lock on the door? Sure. Let's say you can drop a bar down. <laughs> All right. Jessica drops the bar down on the door, and then she is going to use Disguise Self. She's gonna use that bit of her hex blood magic instead of using it as a spell slot. Mm -hmm. She starts waving her hands around each other as this purple mist grows around her. 
and then she drops her hands down by her sides and the mist hits the floor and then swirls around her and as the mist clears and goes around her body, you see the armor of the reclaimers start to appear around her and she takes on a more human woman form over her hex blood looks. Marvelous Barb. I hate this. I hate the choices I've made, but I have to live with them. So I'm gonna try and attack Jessamy again. Okay. If it hits, then I will be also doing a sweeping attack. Okay. 19. That hits, roll for damage. And tell me what that sweeping attack does. That's a four. And then when I hit a creature with a melee weapon attack, you can expend one superiority die to attempt to damage another creature with the same attack. Marvelous. Okay, you do one big sweeping hit. It hits Jessamine first. She backs out of the way. Ah! And then uh, you keep pushing the longsword all the way through. It reaches the end of your range of motion and you take one step forward and pierce like just barely into the abdomen of Joe. And he goes, ah! as he, uh, he takes just the point of the longsword, like right by the sternum. Jessamine, you begin to see some of the blood seep down across the white armor as she is beginning to look in pretty bad shape. At this point, Joe's gonna go, Ugh, you're getting wrecked. Fucking take her down. And Jessamine's gonna go, okay. Pulls out her longsword and is going to attempt to make an attack on you. Fair enough, fair enough. Natural one. Yeah! She stabs herself! Does a 17 hit you? Mm, meets it, beats it, I guess. So, Jessamine brings this longsword down on you, like cracks it on your back. She dents your fucking back with the longsword. As she slashes you, and you take nine points of damage. Oh! And then she brings the sword back up, rolls a fucking natural one, brings it down on your back again at a weird angle, like the hilt hits you, and the sword goes flying into the middle of the hallway. And Jessamine has been disarmed. She goes, shit! It's okay! You have to hold her! And Joe's gonna go, okay, last chance! And he holds out his white plate mail gauntlets again, and you see that lilac energy begin to fly out. Please roll a wisdom saving throw. Yeah, yeah, wisdom saving throw every single time. That's a 15 again. <laughs> okay, well, Joe seems to be extra determined and somehow empowered by Jessamine's order. What? And what? Are you kidding me? What does that even mean? <laughs> he's extra focused. He just got stabbed. And uh, as he does this. You're going to tell me he's extra focused. He just got stabbed. <laughs> uh, maybe you angered him. And you see the lilac energy begin to pervade into your skull, your metal headpiece, and the light in Barb's eyes turns purple. As it does, you are paralyzed. Shit. Jessica, it's your turn. Jesus. We're halfway there. Nice. This, this is the Halftime Pack with Nikki B. All right, Merry Holidays and welcome to the Halftime Zone. It is episode 69. And that's pretty nice because it's cuffing season. All right. Uh, but besides that, I'm wondering what I'm going to do with all this free time on winter break. Huh. 
Yeah, I'm just messing with you. I know what I'm gonna do this winter break, but uh, I feel bad for all those poor kids in school who don't have teachers to yell at them and tell them what to do. I'm worried for all those poor people that uh, will be off work that don't have their boss to yell at them and tell them what to do. But uh, <laughs> me and the patrons know. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, over at the Patreon, uh, we got a lot of bonus series. That's a, a plenty of extra content to sink my teeth into. And I won't be alone either. I can uh, hang out and chat in that Discord, all right, with all the mother patron babies. And uh, what else we got there? Oh, that's right. We got the free TTRPGs to have a look at, yeah? And there's tons of other perks and cute stuff and content and whatnot there. I mean, the patrons already know this, all right? Look at them. Beautiful and shiny. They know what's up, okay? It's all included in our Patreon, all right? So, uh, what else? Oh, oh, I got a clip for you. Yeah, check it out. It's us playing Morkborg in one of our bonus series, uh, Beyond D&D. Here you go. He is seven foot tall and oh. built like a grizzly bear. Oh, he is no. covered with soot and he's bald and he's got tattoos all over him and sharp razor teeth. I thought he was a little gray guy. I thought he was like gore. <laughs> nope. I was picturing Gollum or something. Yeah. Because <laughs> they said cowering in the corner. So I was like. He was kneeling, eating flesh. And as he sends this lightning, he looks to you and is like, you can't have him. I have plans. Can't have who? Can you please point the next time you say who you're going to can't have? <laughs> the air, the sun that you came here for. Oh. Oh, okay. Thank you. And he whips the flail around his head and then tries to hit it in his temple. I was like, wait, I can't have my best friend with me. Now, wasn't that precious? Oh, I'm not done, though. I got to mention, we also have our holiday merch, people. And we're bringing in Tony the Christmas Pony at Drimmers.com slash merch. Make great gifts. Great stocking stuffers. I hear all the kids at school talking about Tony the Christmas Pony, man. I know your kid is dying for one. All right. Now, you don't want him to be left out. So head on down once again to drimpus.com slash merch and check out the little goodies we got there. All right. As a little reminder, this is the last Yorana episode this year. We have a very special holiday episode next week. And then we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming in January. Okay? I didn't hear you. Speak up. Okay? All right. It's been one hell of a year and we're just really thankful and happy for all the love and support from all of you listening and especially the patrons of course Jerry Benetados, Queso Loco, Greta Benier, Alejandro Lopez, Ace Andrews, Thomas Murphy, Regina Russell, Salty, Adrian Bundy, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb, The Unnamed Rogue, John Gillette, Chloe G, Connie Darren DVD, NB Star, Steve B. Keys, Doubtful Guest, Michael Richters, Davis Walton, Denny Dewdrop, Myth Mouse, Will Woodwall, Callie Wolf, Brandon and Bishop, Bridge, Punky Goat, Twiglets, Joanna, Westberger, Stan, Sitzman, Kia Green, Aaron Adams, Nathan Mesner, Ruth, Anatos, Morgan Lawson, Olivia Hill, Wilhelm Fox, Tripp, and Carrie Holmes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For a wonderful year, everybody. I cannot wait to see you all 
in the next year. All right. So enjoy the rest of the episode. Enjoy your life. All right. Merry holidays again. Love you. Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood GM, John Carlo Herrera here, and today I wanted to tell you about an awesome show called Looters. It is an actual play podcast where a hilarious cast of friends go on dramatic, action-packed, sci-fi western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the Outer Rims. I love a good sci-fi western mix, the cast is so much fun to listen to, and it's played on the Stars Without Number game system, which is really fun to hear in audio. I really think listeners of Drimbus would enjoy it, so please check out this trailer, and if it intrigues you, go check them out at looterspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, enjoy. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have, like, a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? That'll literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just uh, take cover. Okay. She's, she's a good pilot, everyone. Very good. Very good. She's very good. And, and friendship. friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. She takes a look around. What what does she see around her in the judges' chambers room? Okay, so yeah, the judges' chambers are like super clean. It is a lot of gray marble with like a really, really neat swirl. It's not too muddied. There are black carpets in here as opposed to the usual uh, red. And then beautiful black wooden, very, very simple minimalistic pews where you see the jury, you see the benches, and then you see the judges' bench itself. A big, beautiful black oak desk. And on it, you see a quill, you see a writing pad, you see like a big area for him to sit at. But are you looking for anything in particular? Yeah, I guess I'm kind of looking for like a file cabinet or something. Okay, roll an investigation. Okay. Add your proficiency to this. With the proficiency is a 27. You find no filing cabinets here, but you have like a eureka moment and you realize that the documents are most likely in the bursar's office. That is probably where all the clerical work gets done. Yeah. When you enter, so basically directly across from the cafe on the right side instead of the left side, there is that little glass area where the person who gives you the payouts is. Uh-huh. Uh, and you recall having seen a door behind that that you get the feeling leads to some sort of clerical office. Okay, are there any other ways out of this room? You're not seeing any other ways out of this room. Okay. You should summon the raptor. <laughs> uh, summon the raptor! Oh my god. Dimension door. This is such a clusterfuck. Would you say I am 500 feet from the bursar's office? Less than that. Okay. Jessica, having that eureka moment, 
is going to attempt to cast Dimension Door to get herself into the bursar's office. Beautiful. Okay. You see the gate appear, and you presume if all goes well and there's nothing in the spot where you tried to put it. It's a very small office because uh-huh. you've only seen what you can see. There's a door, but you've only seen so much. So I'm assuming that you're appearing like in that little glass container. Yeah. Or do you want to try and appear beyond the door, but you don't know what's beyond the door? I would like to try to appear beyond the door. I'm gonna need you to tell me exactly how many feet in the bursar's office you wanna go. Okay. Just like the feet beyond the door that I saw? Yeah. And the door you said is glass? No, no. So there's like a like a bank teller like station. Okay. And then behind the bank teller station there's the door. Gotcha. Then I'll do the five foot square beyond the door. Okay. You see the gate in front of you. Jessica takes a moment, looks up. You know, I don't know about many people up there, but uh, gods be with me. And she steps through the dimension door. You step through the dimension door and you find yourself in an office. It appears to be a storage facility of some sort. You can barely make out shapes in black and white as this room is pitch black right now, but you have dark vision. You see the metal filing cabinets that line the walls. You appear like right in the doorway. Mm -hmm. Immediately to your left, there's a filing cabinet. Immediately to your right, there's a filing cabinet. There's a little bit of empty space in front of you. And then in the center of the room are more things. So you get the feeling you teleported into one of the few free spaces in this room. I had a feeling. I was like, I mean, if I can hit the square right beyond the door, I feel like that's the safe zone. Yep. But yeah, it is completely pitch black. You can barely make out muddy shapes in black and white. There are what look like to be cages of some sort, something like that, in the middle of the room in like a big stack. And there are four sconces with currently unlit torches on each wall. And I'm going to say that's your turn for right now. Okay. Barbara, it is your turn. You are paralyzed. You can make a wisdom saving throw to try to escape. Okay. No. That's an 11. Barbara, you are just completely paralyzed. And you stand there staring as you see Joe goes, All right, take care of her. And he runs off towards the judge's chambers. And Jessamine is going to pull out these cuffs and cuff your hands behind your back. And this purple magic glows and they become these magical restraints. And she sits down your paralyzed body in a seat in the cafe. And you are now held and restrained. As Joe runs up to the door and he goes, it's locked! As he's banging on it, you see he just kicks the shit out of it and you hear a heavy crack. You get the feeling he's gonna need a couple successful kicks in order to break this down, but that sounded like it did massive damage. He does a second kick, but you don't quite hear as big of a crack, but you hear a little bit of buckling and you get the feeling that he's actually pretty close to breaking through that door. Next up, Jessica. Okay, um, I'm gonna look at the filing cabinets to figure out, like, are they by, like, what did they, did they have labels on the filing cabinets? Yep. What's the situation? Yeah, they are all labeled AA through AE, AE through AJ, and so on and so forth. I'm gonna open up the first one and look at the first file in, like, AA. You go to open it and it is locked. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm assuming the filing is probably gonna be. 
Oh gosh, it's probably gonna be the name of the court cases, would be my guess. So maybe People versus Michelle Creighton. So C, C, R, and I'm gonna find the cabinet that's C, R. You find one that uh, would presumably have C, R in it? Prestidigitation allows me to create a non-magical trinket or an illusionary image. But a non-magical trinket, do you think I could make a key? <laughs> I would have to get that really right. That yeah, it would have sense. to be very, very right. Okay, Jessica's gonna take a bobby pin out of her hair and she's going to try to pick the lock of the filing cabinet. Okay, roll a sleight of hand check for me. It's a nine. You try to pick it and your bobby pin breaks. And with that, I think we're going to cut back to Barb. Barb, you have been cuffed and paralyzed. It's very rude to do this, I would say, but anyway. Um, you can roll a wisdom saving throw if you wish. Yeah, yeah. Nope. And with that, Jessamine is going to pick up your, like, stiff, paralyzed body, <gasps> throw you over her shoulder, and run over to Joe. What? And Joe is there trying to break down the door. He kicks at it two more times, and you see it doesn't really budge. And then Jessamine goes, let me help you. And she sets you down on the ground right next to the two of them. This point, Jessica, it is your turn. Nice. Okay, I kid you not, in my adventuring gear, is a crowbar. Yes, I'm my aware. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Jessica is going to take a crowbar out of her purse. Um, and she is going to attempt to pry open the filing cabinet as quietly as she can. Roll a strength check for me. Oh, God, I have a negative strength. I hate it. Oh, my God, it's a fucking two. You can't even get the crowbar, like, into, like... Oh a crease. It's too thick. This is, a, this is an absolute travesty. <laughs> Barb? I mean, I'm paralyzed. I don't know if we've ever done worse on a mission before. <laughs> oh, we totally have. Come on. Girls campaign is about to get snuffed out right here. No. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to do my saving throw. Uh, is that a 6 or a 9? That's a 6. Plus okay. that is not Gonna do it. <laughs> nope. Now, uh, Jessamine and Joe are both gonna try to break this door down. And Jessamine on her first kick finishes busting through. <laughs> the metal bar breaks, the doors slam open, and they see an empty room. Joe goes, What the fuck? Where'd she go? Uh, shit. Let's lock this one up before it. You stay up here, I'll, I'll take this one downstairs. And Joe picks you up, Barb, and begins to head down the stairs to where you know Michelle Crichton is locked up. Okay, um... Did the bobby pin just break, or is it broken, like, in the lock and, like, unable to... It just broke. Okay, I'm gonna try to do the crowbar again. I don't know what else I... It's the best I've got. Um, so I'm gonna roll that strength check again. It's a 12 this time. Uh, you managed to get it in, and you begin to pry at it, but eventually just kind of, like, slips out. Okay. It does not look like you are making tremendous progress for what it's worth. No, it sure does not. At this point, Barb, you, I guess you want to roll a wisdom saving throw? Uh, yeah. <gasps> That's a 17! Ah! Okay, you regain the ability to move. 
but you are still restrained in those magical handcuffs. Okay, wait, I just, okay, wait. I just need a picture, right? So I'm over his shoulder, yes. correct? But my arms are behind my back. Uh-huh. Okay, so I, my stomach is over his shoulder, but like my face is what? Like against like his back? Yeah. Okay. Your hips are like at his pec. Mm, okay. What I would really like to do, <laughs> mm -hmm. I would like to pull like a little Black Widow sort of thing, you know, do that like, leg around the neck, twist him around and throw him onto the floor, sort of, kind of. Okay. Yeah. And whilst doing so, <laughs> hopefully get my restrained hands around his neck to choke him out. Roll an acrobatics check for me. Okay. That's fair. That's and fair. then roll an unarmed attack. Okay. The acrobatics check was 17. And then you said unarmed attack. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Lord, please have mercy on my soul. Okay, that is a 21. Okay, so here's what happens. You manage to kind of do a little Black Widow dance around this man's fucking shoulders. Yes! Get his, like, neck in between your thighs. Yes. Again, you try to, like, twist his neck. And he goes, uh, and he gets tweaked. He takes four points of damage. But because you are walking down the stairs, you both are going to tumble down to the next level. Oh, no! And you are going to take... <laughs> four points of bludgeoning damage as you both just okay got it it's okay those are my temp those are my temporary hit points they're gone it's okay he's rolling around on the ground uh holding his neck and his gut uh and he gets up and he goes stacy stacy wake up oh we gotta apprehend this one and then you see at the end of the hall the gibbering mouther that Q had spoken to when you guys were here last. What's going on? And you hear this noise as the mound of flesh, mouths, and eyes begins to walk towards you. Just get one of the cells open. This one keeps trying to escape. There's someone else on the loose. All right. It crawls its way over to what you presume is an empty cell. These are completely metal doors, so you can't see through them. And one of the mouths that is holding a big key ring protrudes out in this fleshy fashion and inserts into one of the locks. The mouth twists to open the lock and pushes the door open. Jessamine is gonna hear the commotion and shout down, are you guys okay? And Joe goes, yeah, I'm fine. This was trying to get out. Just give me a hand. Let's get her in the cell. And Jessamine is going to run down the stairs, which brings us to Jessica. How much can I hear from where I am? Not much inside this office. I didn't think so. Yeah. yeah. I figured. I figured. Just wanted to make sure because yeah. that information is useful to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I look around. Do I see any keys or at all? Like out in the open? Roll an investigation check. Oh my god, these rolls are terrible. A nine. You don't see any keys. I will tell you the stuff you do see is you see the filing cabinets, you see the torches on the walls. Inside those cages, you piece together that what's in there seems to be probably personal effects of the incarcerated. Cool. I I'm going to try picking the lock again. I'll pull another bobby pin out of my hair. This is probably the only other one I have in my head. I probably only have two to like help keep my bangs yeah. like, out of my face. Okay, roll another slide of hand. Okay, a 17. You insert the bobby pin, you hear the clicking of the pins, 
You feel it. You get it in. You begin to twist it. You see the lock beginning to turn. And as it does, the pin kind of like pops out of place and you feel like shit drop back down. And well, it's still... You son of a biscuit eating bulldog! <laughs> Jessica, uh, you begin to sweat profusely. Uh, <laughs> I already am. <laughs> Meanwhile, downstairs, Barb, it is your turn again. It's my turn? Okay, what's happening? I mean, did Jessamine join us? Uh, Jessamine has made it down the stairs. Joe is beginning to get back up off the ground. And Stacy, the gibbering mouther, has unlocked his cell. I would like to try and run up the stairs and out of the courthouse. <laughs> okay, you're going to have to try to run past Stacy. Stacy? Uh, you're gonna have to try. Stacey. No, not Stacy. Sorry. You're gonna have to try and run past Jessamine. Okay. So give me a dexterity contest. Oh shit! I hate it here. I hate it here. Ah! Twenty-two. You begin to run towards Jessamine. Jessamine goes, "I got you now!" And she dives at you, and you like do a little turn and dance out of the way, and she goes diving into the ground. As you run up the stairs, where are you going? I want to go outside of the courthouse. I want to get the raptors. <laughs> okay, you begin to run up the stairs and out. You hear Jessamine hit the ground. Stacy goes, oh no. And Joe goes, get her! As Barbara runs out of the courthouse, two reclaimers chasing after her. And Jessica just like bangs her head against this filing cabinet. <laughs> End of session. This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Michael Pisani as Jessica Feltra and Amanda Fernandez Acosta as Barbara. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited and sound designed by Giancarlo Herrera. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our After the Show show, After the Drimbus, free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you so much for listening, and I do declare, I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Congratulations. You've reached the Amelia Project. A new life awaits. If you're not serious about this, hang up. If you continue, there's no way back. Leave your message after the beep. 
Enter the offices of the Amelia Project and be ready for surprises, twists and turns. Follow the Amelia team as they help their clients fake their deaths and come back with new identities. Each episode is different. Each client coming to the death faking agency has a unique story to tell. If death and disappearances, comedy and crime, mystery and magic sounds like your cup of cocoa, The Amelia Project is the podcast for you. Search for The Amelia Project wherever you find your podcasts. And remember, leave your message after the beep.